Welcome back. Talking Texas forever. Hey, Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. We sound somber. Uh, we'll get there. You know why you're here. You yeah. know what we're discussing if you're with us every week. We're up to the episode, season four, episode five, The Sun, written by Roland Jones and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. Original air date, December 2nd, 2009. Yeah, Allison Liddy Brown. She did a good job. She came in with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> Summary for this episode, Julie Landry, Coach, and Tammy rally around Matt in a time of crisis. Vince endangers his rising star as a football player by engaging in criminal activity in order to support his family. We didn't really touch upon... We didn't get Barely, there yet. Yeah. Becky and Tim grow closer. And again, no. She's over it. We're all over it. Like, okay. we love Becky, but also this needs to stop. Right, like, I understand why it's happening. Yeah. Oops. He lives in her backyard. Uh, he's Tim Riggins. She has daddy issues. Impressionable. Yeah. I get it. He's Tim Riggins. I am fully aware <laughs> who this man is. If Tim Riggins lived in your backyard. Uh, at 15 or 16, I would be excited. We'd all be Becky. But I'd also feel like there's no way in hell that Tim Riggins would go for me. Like, I'm so young and... Right. You know? Yeah, but well, he's that's also... my brain. Yeah, okay, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, before we get into the mat of it all, which I'm going to save for the last mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. But how did you feel about this episode opening up with a Lions game? Because we leave off last week... We know this is coming. Yeah. How did, do you think it was good for story purposes? Let's get this out of the way. It, it kind of integrated Vince and all that. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, we could have had it at the end, but then it maybe would it be insensitive if it was at the end? Not mm-hmm. insensitive because obviously like, Matt's like not a real person. <laughs> like he wouldn't care if we put that on the end of our show. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess to end yeah, I mean, it just made sense to me. I was happy to see them open up. We felt good about them winning. Well, not winning, but, you know, doing really well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it it helped with the mood. And then ultimately, you know what's going to happen. So yeah. it's kind of you're happy at that fleeting moment. And then very quickly, it changes. Yeah, I as far as like if we just touch upon the game itself, we see Vince and Luke working as a team. They're on the field and ultimately they decide to not go with the original gameplay. That was not smart, but in a way it was. It was, right? Because they do end up scoring a point and which Stan was like, good play, coach, good call. And coach is like pissed. But, yeah. but also obviously wants his team to make you know, score points. I like when after this happened and coach was like, do you want to have, do you want this to happen again? Get the ball. Right. Right. And, and ultimately they do follow coach's orders. They do score more touchdown and points. They don't win, but they played a really good game for the lions. Right. This is the best game they played this far and can only hopefully go up from here. And I like that we're seeing Vince and Luke like chest bump. Yeah. They're working together. They were. And they're like, who do you think you are? And Luke's like, just listen to me. Right. Like, I got this. Right. Yeah. Mm. The next day, Vince is awoken by a call by coach about his picture in the paper for being honored uh, for co-conference player of the week. And coach asks if he can speak at the pancake breakfast. 
for the uh, Pop Warner kids about football. Just be there at 1 p.m. It's really sweet. But however, we do see in contrast Vince's home life. He gets oh, off the phone. Talk about JD. No, not yet. We will get to JD <laughs> McDick. But yeah. we do see Vince's home life of how he gets off the phone. He goes to make breakfast. There's there is no breakfast. There's no breakfast. There's no milk. There's no electric water. No, there's nothing. And we see his mom passed out outside the apartment on a bench. And so Vince has to carry his mom in. It was not a struggle to lift her limp body. Just saying. <laughs> Added in list. Yeah. I like you know. I wasn't sure. I was just, just sad saying. for Vince in that moment. But oh, absolutely like, no. Absolutely look how sad. strong uh, Vince's arms are. <laughs> Definitely. No, so sad that this 16-year-old has to be a caretaker. Yeah. Just like Matt is in a different way. You know? It's right. It's just a lot on a person. Yeah. We then see Vince and Calvin meet up with, I, I don't remember his name, but ultimately they're learning how to steal cars. Mm. Damn it. So we can see where this is going. And the guy gives him advice, don't panic, stay cool, and get paid, which later on, Vince (laughs) takes with him to speak to the kids at the Pop Warner breakfast. Uh, First, we see JD talk to the kids, and are you okay? Yeah, sorry, I had an itch in my ear. Yeah, and JD is like dressed dressed in a nice shirt, he's got a button down, he's got a tie, and he's like giving advice to the kids. Uh, He's making jokes about his dad being the oldest guy in the room, he's taught me everything I know. And then Vince is given the award. And Vince, in contrast, is in a t-shirt, a chain. Yeah. And he's like, what do I say to these kids? They're like, just speak, you know, speak from your heart. Just speak about the game. Just let them know how you did. And he's like, uh, so here's my advice. And then the kids think it's great. Yeah. Don't panic. Stay cool and get paid, which is like, this is a great slogan for life. For sure. Take this with you every day. Yeah. I loved it. But also coach was proud. You could see coach smiling. He was just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, we got this. I have to say, at first, I thought that he was actually not going to make it to the breakfast Mm. because he was getting wrapped up in the car stuff. It could have went that way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it it definitely could have went that way. I was happy to see him there. I was almost afraid that he was just going to be like, this is too much for me and leave without saying anything. But he made it work. Like, he's quick on his feet. He is. (laughs) In a way. You know, he used someone else's words, but it applied. (laughs) Last week, you said something where, to touch upon Jess and Landry, just for like a hot second, even though they weren't in this episode together. Yeah, yeah. But they had that amazing kiss. And you said you're kind of worried that Jess will kind of treat Landry like he's been treated in the past. And so we see Jess at this breakfast because her brothers are in the Pop Warner group. And when Vince delivers the line, like, don't panic, be cool, get paid, we see her smirk. Yeah, she laughs it off like, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, do you think something's going to happen with I still them? do. You do? I still do, yeah. Okay. Uh, Becky, she has her pageant. And so what made me LOL is when we first see that we're in the mall, we're at the pageant, and in the crowd, you see Cheryl sitting next to Tim. And Liz's reaction, <laughs> I wish I filmed it. She's like, what the? What? <laughs> what is he doing? Why? Why is he here? I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't I just don't want him to I don't want him to give her any mixed signals like and as we see which you will learn is that her father was supposed to come 
Yes. He didn't. Yes. Luckily, I, I guess luckily Tim was there for support, but like, I mean, her mother, who is the one that we keep seeing doesn't have time for her, is there to support her, acting like she's higher than, you know, mighty here because she is in the picture, even though we've seen it, sorry, time and time again that she is not necessarily in invested in her kid's life. Um, that, I mean, that's literally the first impression that I get got of her. She's not involved. Right. Like she's wrapped up in her own stuff and she's yeah. working and yeah. whatever. Um, so do I feel like it was, if, if her mom couldn't go and it was Tim, that was the only one that can make it. Yes, I get it. But because her mom was there, I feel like we did not need Tim there. Well, it's interesting because I feel like when Tim gets quote unquote, like into a family adopted, he do- he he's done this up. before. Remember when he was with the Taylors? Yeah, he's done this a lot. He just likes family. I know. And I think that's what it is. He wants to be a part of family. And you're right. I, I'm apologize, Tim. But but but, but but he's like, but but <laughs> I'm I'm still giving you mixed signals. Yeah. You know? I, and I think in Tim's own way, and I'm, I'm, I'm de- I know I'm defending my Tim Riggins here. Yeah. He has kind of shot her down like hey you should hang out with luke or right he has made attempts but in his in the tim riggins way right so it's like are you serious if i really tried would you give in yeah you might and also now we understand a little bit more about becky and her dad like clearly she's got daddy issues she's the poster child for daddy issues yes yeah, so- mommy works hard daddy's not around tim riggins is in my backyard easy easy that's the equation that's, that's it that's a it. plus b equals c tim riggins. <laughs> tim riggins in my backyard <laughs> yes so much so that afterwards we see cheryl arguing with her ex on the phone we don't see his hear his side yeah and becky's like stop let it be she's upset she calls tim while he's at the wake at the saracens well yeah he's at the wake it's tricky not good the house phone she calls that means she looked up the saracen's house phone to see where he was and she called a house that was grieving yes this shows how old she is and she says to him i didn't know if you knew the dead guy or whatever i know which uh yeah you just don't say i mean me even at 16 i still would never say that but that's just me she's a very um blunt person if you will yep uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Becky, you need to learn a lot of things. And again, Tim is like, and why are answered, you calling me? You know? Do you know what a wake is? And he and sh- he can hear she's upset. And she's like, I just wanted to thank you for coming. It meant a lot. And he said, you did good. You're welcome. But I have to go. Right. Like, this is not the time to yeah. thank me. He could she could have thanked him when he got home that night. Right. Later on, which when the boys take Matt out, which we'll get to, but Tim's in the backyard. He's drinking a beer. He's already just upset for what happened at the funeral home. And Becky tells him I got third place. And Tim's just sharing how, if you've ever felt useless before. And she's like, you're not useless. Close your eyes, which I'm like, Tim, why'd you close your eyes? Why did you close your eyes? We know what was coming. And also, how does that make him feel not useless? Cause she, cause he's good at kissing. (laughs) <laughs> well, also, like, you're not useless. You can console me. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And she kissed. This is probably, which I feel like we never talk about cringe scenes. This was a cringe scene for me. Yes. Well, because of the situation yeah. at hand. 
And she kisses him and you said he let it go on for too long. I did think that it did go on too long. I think he was just taken aback and a, a little drunk. I'm not making excuses. like a drinking game. Like how many times is Michelle going to say I'm not making excuses for Tim Riggins? But he does push her off. He does. A little too late. We're going to have a Toby situation here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a reference to our We Are Liars podcast. If you're interested. Yeah. Um, plug, plug, plug. Yeah. I just feel like. Once you feel something about to be getting touching your lips, then you open your eyes immediately and be like, wait, 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 wait. no, he actually did kiss her. I think I would be curious, like write us in, please. Yeah. Do you think he kissed her back? I think his lips just formed around her lips because it was muscle memory of kissing. Oh, <laughs> She should be a lawyer, y'all. <laughs> he, he kissed her because it was muscle memory of how kissing goes. Good one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, after she gets denied by Tim Reagan, she goes to the gas station to try to buy beer and candy bars. And of course, she gets ID'd. And who walks in but shirtless shirtless <laughs> shirtless luke because he just got hit by a paintball he got into a fight with jd mcdick yeah i'm uh, just gonna call him mcdick yeah the, no the rest of the podcast like we, the rest of the history of the podcast absolutely can call him that let's just break away and talk about that whole jd situation and JD, and now I now know his name, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Okay, yeah. And they're like, hey, did you see who's in the paper? Look who I'm next to. I'm next to Vince. This should have been you. And Luke is just like, you're an asshole. And JD's like, I'm sorry. Whatever. They make up. And he's like, hey, let's go paintballing. And so their idea of paintballing. Yeah, not the same idea as you and I. Or Luke. Because, or Luke, thank goodness. And I think Luke just agreed to do this. And Luke is driving around while JD, McDick, and Kevin are using their paintball to shoot at mailboxes, cars, people. 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 Even though. That's where you draw. I mean, you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't vandalize people's property. But yeah. if you're going to shoot a person. Yeah. An innocent, no. bias, like, innocent walker. Right. He's like, you know your town shitty. Your school's shitty. Who cares? Yeah. And then JD's like, we're not making fun of you. We're making fun of with you or putting you down with you. With you. Mm -hmm. And then Liz finally, she screamed that she's arrived. <sighs> I was just so, when, and then, yeah, because after they start shooting things and vandalizing, I'm getting obviously progressively more and more angry and not realizing, honestly, I didn't even realize that Luke was in the car driving because I was so hyper-focused on JD shooting people. And then when he shoots the said individual, I was furious. And then I see that Luke's in the car and I was like, kill him, Luke. Like, do something. Uh, and I was just so, well, it was such a, a bad moment. It was a good moment for Luke. Yeah, because Luke, the best. Luke kicks them out. And then they're like, what's your problem? And then Luke gets so close to Kevin's leg and shoots him with the paintball gun. Yeah, how do you like it? Right. And then JD grabs the gun and, and he shoots, shoots him. Because that's how to retaliate. Right. You, right. Honestly, it was close and you could have hit him somewhere mm -hmm. where it would have made a difference mm -hmm. and things could have went really bad. But like, how does it, what, how retaliating is shooting so each other? They're dumb. They're so dumb and it's really frustrating and jd i just 
I cannot stand him. No. Everything about him bothers me now. His voice this bothers me. This is not me. Jeremy Sumter. No, it's just the fact CGT. that he is <laughs> J.P. McCoy. <laughs> Jeremy Sumter, it's nothing against you. No, You're no. cool. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job because I hate you. And we're going to call him McDick from McDick. now on. J.D. McDick. McDick. Anyway, so because Luke's car truck is covered in paintball. I don't know. Again, he went into the gas station where Becky is shirtless. Right. Like he needed to check to see if he had like damage on his chest, but then didn't decide to put his shirt back on. No. And so he ultimately buys like he had blood on it or something. I know he buys Becky's beer. He's got a fake ID. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, Hey, I'm Luke. And Becky's like, I know who you are. And then, He's like, do you want to go to the car wash? Yeah. Do you want to go to the car wash with me at like 8 p.m.? Hmm. It's weird. But, uh, you know, I love Luke. We'll see. But also, Becky needs a distraction. Yeah, I was saying to Michelle, I'm like, where are her girlfriends? Where is a different, just a friend, a friend in general that yeah. is not Tim Riggins? I remember what happens with her. I don't remember. Like, for instance, right? And I'm just pairing to pair i don't remember if like her and jess become friends okay yeah i mean it would you it would make sense that you would include a new character with your like you would just make people have the friends right friendship i would think so to keep them in scenes together right it would be weird not to right i I honestly i know what happens with her i don't remember if she has friends okay well that's sad it well she gets some yeah Things, things do happen with that one. All right. So now we'll get into Matt. Um, we open with Matt and he's watching an old video of his dad sending a, a, Christmas a message, message, Christmas message. And like, you know, hey, to your mom and your grandma. And I sent you a gift. It was $50. And then you hear at the tail end of the video, like, OK, that's enough. As he walks off screen. Yeah. Like, that's enough. I said my piece. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And so the next day we have people over having food. Buddy's talking to Matt about what who his dad was. Like he did a good thing. He was in the service. And you could just tell that Matt is just like zoning out. Overstimulus. You know, too many people. But we see Matt sitting and, and Julie's like, are you going to get up? You've been sitting in this chair. And at this point, Matt is dealing in the way he's dealing of I'm numb. I don't, I didn't like this guy. How long do these things go on for? Plus you're, a t- well, he's what, 18? Right? Yeah. I get it. Like, <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. So it's awkward. And so then a recruiter stops by to speak to Matt about his dad. And these recruiters feel that it's an honor to learn about the men in their units who have passed and they kind of represent him. And he's talking to Matt about his dad, about like, oh, your dad was the funny one. He was the joker of the unit. And this really triggers Matt. That's like my dad. Yeah. You obviously didn't know him. You didn't know him. You have the wrong guy. My dad wasn't the funny one. And luckily Landry comes out and is like, hey, Matt, someone needs you inside. They thank the recruiter. And Landry tells him like, listen, me, me and the Riggins clan. That's what he meant by that. I honestly was like, what does he mean by the Riggins clan? I just thought he meant Riggins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best part of this wake was when JD and his dad stopped by, <sighs> knock on the door. They open it. Oh, here's a gift basket on behalf like, of the oh, Boosters. Condolences. 
And Matt's like, are you serious? Not you, dude. You're not the one. Yeah. And they continue with our condolences on behalf of the boosters. And he just slams the door in his face. (laughs) It was so good. He's like, not you. Mm -mm. Anyone but you guys. Anyone. And like they've only, and he only dealt with them a little bit of the time. But, you know, it's an, it made an impression enough where he's like, you two? <laughs> no. Well, also the fact of like JD's been such a dick to Matt. Like, oh, you deliver my pizza yep. now? Mm-hmm. Oh, remember when I replaced you as QB1? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you show up? Oh, <laughs> the boosters. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Matt is also in charge of funeral arrangements. And I'm so glad Tammy was with him for this. I was like a little surprised that Shelby wouldn't have been yeah. a part I of know. This. I agreed. Yeah, but Tammy and Matt sit in the parlor and we have the funeral director going over like pretty much like cream of the crop, primo plans because his dad was in the military and also you're going to have veteran affairs covering this. Ultimately, it would be like a $9,000. Right. Like essentially they would cover a portion. So why don't you get a nicer casket, nicer, you know, etc right and then tammy's noticing the breakdown and she's like well it's a closed casket why do we need visitation why do we need cars we have cars and we then learn that matt's dad has arrived to the funeral home and the guy's like yeah it'd be best if it was a closed casket you don't want to see it and then matt that really like start now we start to see like matt like the wheels are turning getting upset and he was like can we just wrap this up my grandma's in the car and thankfully tammy takes care of it yeah imagine hearing that your family member is not in like the best shape for you to see them yeah no i mean they're not in any shape for you to see them right we learned that yeah an ied is which yeah (sighs) stepped on it yeah yeah so the fact that matt even asked to see him yeah. I was like, wow, he just really doesn't even know what he's asking for. I rem- and- yeah. <sighs> I remember when with my dad, someone, ha- you have to verify the body. Yeah. Someone has to verify the body. And Sam did it. Sam wanted, my sister Sam wanted to go see my dad's body. And, and my dad passed away of cancer. He was fully in a state, mm-hmm. right? But that is something I didn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see it either. No. And Jewish closed casket, so right. right. You you say your goodbye. That's like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Also reminded me too of the recruiter, and not to compare, but I remember being in the funeral home like a couple hours before people arrived, and the guys like, all right, so tell me stories about your dad. Like having to learn about my dad in a half hour mm-hmm. was really weird, and I I I walked out. I walked out of that room and I paced in the parking lot. And I was like, I'm not going to give this stranger information about my dad. It was, it's a weird, it's really weird. Yeah. And to be that young. Yeah. You know, like you don't, you're, you're not fully understanding what is exactly going to happen and what is happening and how your future is going to be like none of that. Yeah. You're not prepared. You, I mean, you're never prepared for a death, but, no. it, you know, at that age, yeah. it, you don't even, you couldn't even understand. I think Sam was like skeptical. I think she was like, I want to see if he's really in that box. 
That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> why? Why do you want to look in there? It doesn't surprise it me. It doesn't surprise me. But anyway, afterwards, Julia and Matt, they have this conversation and she he thanks Julie for your your mom was great. Thank you so much for helping. And she's like, Do you want to come for dinner? Are you okay? And he says, I'm fine. This happens to me now and it'll happen to you. Right. It happens to everyone. Some you can everyone loses someone. Yeah. And so then Julie goes home and we have this great scene of coach on the floor with Gracie Bell and he's watching a football game. College football, obviously. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. But we overhear Smash Williams. The name Smash Williams playing in the game. So I love this act. This part is when I started to get emotional in this episode. Yeah, that like made me feel all like weird inside. I don't know. <laughs> I hope it was a good weird. It just was like. Oh, like that was nice for them to do, but I'm also sad, but also happy. Like, do you wish we get sad. to see him? It would have been sweet if, like, they kind of zoomed in on his face, at, like, yeah. after a play or something. He took his helmet off. I don't know. Obviously, we didn't need to go into all of that. I know. But, but it I, was still good. I appreciated that nod. It would have been cool if we saw him at the funeral service. Right. Because Matt and Smash did have a relationship. Yes. I feel as though... He should have been there over Lila. I'll get to my feelings on Lila in a okay. when we're there. Okay. <laughs> but yes, and ultimately, what else I like in this scene is Coach asks, how is Matt doing? And she's like, he's trying. And she breaks down and cries because this is coming off of right after he's like, this will happen to you. It happens to everyone, even though he didn't mean it like that. And Eric just holds her. She cries yeah. and says, I'm not going anywhere. Well, also, it's like she's been having to be a shoulder, not yes. understanding how to really be that at such a young age. Yeah. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to react. You see that your partner is going through something and you just are like, well, OK, I'll just be there for you, whatever you need. But that's a lot. It's a toll on that person, too, especially at that age. And at that age, you, again, don't really know like what's right to do. Yeah. I mean, there is no right or wrong way to help someone grieve but yeah 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 as promised the riggins clan and landry take matt out i guess we just will always go to panther field oh yeah because that's essentially where well, they were drink yeah, I mean, beers that's where they grew up they're like talk reminiscing about old games and matt starts to say like can you believe i have to give a eulogy to this guy and like all I really want to say is that, like, I didn't like you. And he's like, I don't even know if I'm saying it to him. Like, am I saying it to just, like, a box of rocks? And so then Tim's like, well, let's go find out. I knew Tim was going to chime in with that. How did you know that? I just knew Tim. I knew it 100% that Tim, drunk Tim, would be like, let's just go do that. Go in there and find out. Yeah. And so these four dudes who are buzzed go into the funeral home and Matt, Pretty much demands, like, I want to see my dad. They break in. They break in, but also the guy wasn't surprised by it. He's like, oh, Matt. Yeah. Because I also thought that list. Like, the first time, I'm like, these motherfuckers are breaking in. I'm like, you're beanie. When, and then, surprisingly, the guy was there. I know. And the guy's like, oh, Matt, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> He's so calm about it. I've been like, excuse me? What are you doing? Yeah, like, this is after Scared hours. Scared me half to death. No pun intended. <laughs> and so the guy's like, I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but the funeral director is like i don't think you want to do that and then the guy's like no no you gotta let him you gotta and and he's like matt's like i just want to go see him please let me see my dad and so they all go in 
and he opens the casket. Luckily, we don't see it. Yeah, I I was not that I was nervous that they were going to show that. Yeah, I was just anticipating how Matt was going to react to it. And I mean, obviously, there's you couldn't you could predict that he would be in shock and devastated. It's heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah. And so he then stumbles over to the tailors and he apologizes for being late. They saved him a plate. This was worse. This, this was, was worse. This was probably my favorite scene of Matt's. Yeah. And how at first he's like, I, I he's like moving around his food. He's like, I'm hungry, but I, I just don't like my carrots. I don't like my carrots, such food. And then he's just like, I'm having a moment, which I love. Yeah, he like announces it. I can't even imagine that anyone would be hungry after seeing that. You know, he's like not. he's just he's a, a shell of a person. Yeah. Realizing, oh, I'm I'm not OK. I've been like seeming to be OK, but I'm now realizing that, no, I am admitting that I'm not OK. Yeah. And I it's also scary. I also like when he comes in that coach says, did you drive? Right. Because he can he knows he's drunk. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's, I had a no, good sir. walk, though. No, sir, I walked. I walked. <laughs> but Matt breaks down and he's like, I hate him. I hated him for so long. I put all my hate into him so I could be a good person, which like you hear that like Matt Saracen, the, the epitome of a good person, right? The mm-hmm. most least selfish person on this entire program. Yeah. And I, I want to be a good person to grandma and to strangers and to your daughter, and then he walks out, he storms out, and Julie's like, we can't let him hurt like this. Oh, my I God. I know, that's so sad. Because she's like, I need I need to let him, I need to help him. But it's like, there, you can't do anything. It hurts. Just be there for that person. Right, but it hurts when you love someone so much, and there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. And that... Nothing you can say, nothing you can do. Yeah. The only thing you can do is just be there and, you know whatever they need from you yeah and so coach is like i got it and he walks out and Matt's just like hysterically crying and coach says i'm gonna walk you home and he walks him home and he puts his like arm on his shoulder so cute i love it Uh, we get to the funeral which (sighs) is outside and we have all of military things happening along with it uh pretty much everybody comes it's a big turnout including lila yeah, but also like Devin mm-hmm. and other people we don't know. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was it was a little bit more intimate. Like, why is Buddy Garrity there? Like, well, I don't know. Like, well, Buddy was a booster. Buddy also hired Henry. He worked at the dealership for a little while. That's true. That's true. I mean, Matt was QB of the Panthers. Yeah, I know. Um, do you want to get into your Lila thing? Yeah, now? it bothered me. It bothered you. You it don't. You don't me. suspect that perhaps we're just setting something up. You, uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Hey, that's cool. I'll leave it at that. No, I didn't suspect it at all that they were setting something up now. Thank you for that. I thought it was going to, not like a one and done, but kind of just like, we'll put Smash's name in there, but then we'll bring in Minka Kelly for five seconds for her to say nothing, give Tim a look, give Matt a kiss on the cheek, and then off her merry way, she could be on the island for all I know. I know she's probably not. She's not on the island. Okay. Um, Did I ruin that for you? No. No, you didn't ruin anything for me. I, okay. I don't know. I think it 
it wasn't necessary just yet, but I guess maybe the next week and obviously down the line, it will make more sense to me. Okay. That was my only gripe. Like, honestly, I never have a gripe with this show. And that was my only gripe. And it's not even really a gripe. I'll take it. I'll take it. Matt speaks and he shares a very sweet story from childhood when he was six years old and he was in a supermarket with his mom and grandma and dad about toilet paper and grandma wanted different toilet paper. And so then Henry put all stacked all up the toilet paper and he's like, I guess she had to be there. It was funny. And he's like, Grandma liked it. Grandma liked it. And I'm sure Shelby liked it. And he's like, my dad was kind of private about those things. But what he wasn't private about was his 20 years in the service. I thought he did a beautiful job. Right. Like, I just kept saying he didn't have to speak at all. You know, if he didn't feel like he ever liked this person, Mm -hmm. he didn't have to say anything about him. But he did. Yeah. And he recognized like, my dad missed a lot of things in my life, but he fought for our country and it allowed me to grow up and allows you guys to grow up because he's essentially protecting us. Right. Like he fought for our birthdays. Right. Even though now he can't have his own. Right. Yeah. And the part that just icing on the cake, sprinkles, slash put a knife in me Cherry. and done... Everybody gets up to leave and they start burying, dumping the dirt on the casket. And do they always do that that soon? They do. I mean, yes. I mean, my dad was buried like like that. I mean, we had. I guess they do. I guess I'm just always like not in the headspace to like really yeah. pay attention to things like I mean, that. But with my dad, we had service. It's like one and done thing. Oh, one yeah. day. We don't do like. We do, no, don't Jews, do you, a long. You do it. We also don't do like. Um, embalming and no. all the chemicals no and so dad had a service then we drove to the cemetery we had the plot everyone stood outside and then dirt went in stones on the grave on the great what are they called tombstones mm-hmm. that was it but yeah and so then matt grabs a shovel and he just that's He's it. like it's my turn it's my job i'm just gonna do it and julie just stands there watching and i'm like <sighs> matt fucking saracen you weren't my favorite. I always respected you, but mm-hmm. my goodness, what an episode for him. Well, yeah, this is his episode. I mean, Zach Gilford did an amazing job. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Whew. We got yeah. past it, though. Selfishly, I'm like, okay. I know. <laughs> we made it. It's yeah, awful. I think if I watched it by myself, it would have been... It would have destroyed me. I think I I kept my composure together, shockingly. Also, you know what? And this is my fault. And I kept thinking about it that while we were watching together. Aunt decided. It's okay. No, it's not. It really didn't distract me. I knew it was bothering you. Because I kept glaring at you. We got sidebar story for our friends. Get yeah, close and yeah, listen. Yeah. Aunt ordered like shelving for the back of our pantry door. And he decided during this episode, well, first he's like, you guys are watching up here. Great. Oh, you're watching this episode, which Ant's like, I can't do it again. So he's like, I'm going to put this shit together right now. <laughs> and while it wasn't that loud, it I felt like if we were silent, Liz would have felt it more. Mm, okay. That's my fault. All right. 
We could have watched it down here, but we set up my studio with the lights and everything. Yeah, we didn't want to interrupt down here. And so I hope I didn't ruin this for you. It didn't. No, absolutely not. Okay. And I think if I were to watch again, even though it was sad, I feel like I would watch this episode. Yeah, it's very good. Just to kind of, um, I don't know, just see it differently. Absorb the acting. Absor- yeah, absorb it differently. Especially if I, you know, if it's after we've continued and I know what happens with people and yeah I'm like oh okay now I can appreciate it even more and how yes. they end up yes you know fucking aunt though man and I, I was like aunt and he's like it's not that loud <laughs> I'm like dude this is like Zach Guilford's performance in the kitchen right now we don't need to hear you putting batteries on the back of the door and then it stopped and then he goes downstairs and brings up another and I was like oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway we're gonna take a short break when we come back we have Mike our total buddy patron joining us Welcome back from break. We're joined with our Total Betty patron, Mike. You've heard him before. Hi, Mike. Hi, Liz. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Uh, For those of you who don't watch us on YouTube, Mike's background is stellar. It is the Dylan Lyons, and he's got a picture of... It's Leah Michelle as Rachel. I'm so blind. I'm like, wait, that's not Luke Orvin's number. No, it's Leah Michelle. It's Rachel and Glee. They did a, when they had to play football. I know I had to, because the colors match. It's perfect. This is is the the gif, gif I use all the time. Because it's like her walk, it's perfect. It's the oh my god! Brand for you? Yeah, of course it works out that she's wearing white and red. Yeah, isn't that perfect? Oh my goodness. Anyway, like <laughs> sure. Uh, Mike, before we get into, I want to start with your questions and comments, but I, I actually have trivia, which I wanted to read to both of you. And this was, I got this off IMDb. Uh, soon after the episode aired on NBC, popeater.com launched a Facebook campaign to get Zach Guilford nominated for an uh. Emmy for his performance with over 8,000 people joining and other media outlets picking up on the campaign before nominations were announced. While Guilford did not receive a nomination, the episode was nominated in the writing for a drama series category the first time the show was nominated. Wow, nice. And then Time rewarded the episode number one in its ranking of the 10 best television episodes of the year. In the Food and Critics annual top 50 episodes of the year, The Sun was named number three of 2009. And on BuddyTV.com's top 50 list, the episode came in at number two. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, Good for them. I know. It's he was crazy. robbed, though. He should have won an Emmy like that. His performance. Yeah, he was great. I agree. And then the other trivia that I learned from the writer who was on Clear Eyes, Full Hearts is that they film they filmed a scene where Coach calls his dad at the end of this episode, and that got cut. So we would have huh? saw Coach Coach Taylor. Pick up the phone and call, oh, call his, dad. his, his dad. own dad. Yes. Oh, yes. That's so, what I thought he meant Matt's dad. I'm no. like, yeah. I no, watched call the, his dad. I watched the deleted scenes for this episode. Oh, you did? And that was not one of them. But they did have, and this kind of goes in with my question. They had a scene of uh, Vince stealing a car. Yes. Uh, yes. And I'm assuming we're getting more of that 
in episodes to come, but I was ho- hopeful that we just ignored that whole thing. It was also interesting too, uh, the writer Roland Jones, when he got hired in the writer's room, they were talking about deaths and he really wanted, <laughs> this is pretty grim of what I'm going to say, but I didn't say it. Uh, he pitched the idea that perhaps Gracie Bell would die in the crib. <laughs> and we were like, we're not doing that. Who else can we kill? And then spitballs like wow. that. He pitched that not as they were obviously not going to go with that, like crib death. Wow. But then he talked about they landed on Henry and so forth. He has like a he had like a grim way. I mean, it. could you imagine it's if it went the other show. way? Uh, I thought grandma would have been the like first same. choice. They would have yeah. right. I know why not that I would love to not what, that I would like to see it, <laughs> but I would have assumed that that you always thought she was going to go. I, I she still can. But this is but better. at this point like this is sort better. like format character because like how he said oh, we're going to be jumping around here, but how he That's said okay. like I hated him so much and I I don't like hating people and I put all my hate towards him. So I feel like it had to be his dad right. like it was just i feel like if it was the grandmother it'd be totally sad but it wouldn't it wouldn't have a surprising effect on matt like this i don't think matt thought that he would act like like that this like he would be acting in this way i think right. this is surprising him himself yeah agreed absolutely agree before we get into questions and comments mike i want to start with you do you have any questions specifically for this episode for us Yes. What do we think the, I know ages don't matter, like their thing, but what could the age gap be between Becky and Tim? Like Max, what, five years? If she's in grade nine. Right. Like, let's just say she's the youngest, right? Like, let's say she's a freshman. She's 14 and he's 18. Grade nine. (laughs) Grade nine. You guys can see like freshman and so I was like ninth, Sorry, grade, ninth grade. Grade, nine, grade nine. Grade nine minimum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and Tim is eighteen, maybe turning nineteen. Yeah, because again, he they just, just graduated, just graduated from ago. high school. Yeah. yeah. And this is still this is still like fall. Right. So he wouldn't have turned so nineteen say. yet. So he at, is at max eighteen. Right. right. So it's about four years, four years maximum. Yeah. So it isn't that. It's not. It's just. It's not because when you're in high school, you, you know, can date whoever you want and it's not weird. And then when you graduate and you become of a legal age for other people to start dating you, <laughs> that's when it's a problem. Yes. Um, yeah. So. I'm just really, I just really don't like it, but it's not new. new they're news. not, they're not going to be a couple. Like, I know. I just, I just like, squash it. I'm That's... just like annoyed that it's even going on this long. It's just not an interesting storyline to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we, we brought Tim Riggins. We kept Tim Riggins and Dylan. Let's do something else with Tim Riggins. I don't need to get him wrapped up in this like drama of girls. Yeah. That was like old high school. Right, yeah. like he's a new a new Tim Riggins. Well, I think it's just to show, like, hey, when you stay in Dylan, so your life's the same. Your life's the same. You could have had it, and it, and you didn't. True. Same thing with Matt being like, I just deliver pizzas, mm-hmm. but we we can kind of see Matt, like we know Matt's going places at this point. Tim, we're like, but Tim also just wants to stay in Dylan, 
Right. That's his his dream. His dream. Yeah. He his doesn't dream. want better for himself. Whereas, like, like he talked about last week, Tyra, like she wanted to go to college the most. Like she wanted out of Dylan. She like fought for it. But yeah, Tim is happy to just be in Dylan. Right. right. He's content. Right. Um, have either of you been paintballing? No, I haven't no. actually. I've always wanted to go. Same. I just had this conversation with Randy because his bachelor party is coming up next weekend, actually. Holy crap. That's like really came around the corner and they are going paintballing. And I was like, I would love to like do 10 things I hate about you. I know. But that we don't have any places really like that. I don't think we have any outdoor courses like that here. Not not like 10 things I hate about you where it's like. They're just paint balloons. Right. Paintballing is a totally different. It's like guns and they hurt you. Yeah, I got hit by a paintball gun in high school. Our friends were like, it was Halloween and the two guys just were like having fun and running around with paintball guns. And one of them shot me in the ass and I had a bruise, I had a big welt bruise. And he was like pretty far away. It hurt. My brother, him and his like high school friends, they tried to make their own, they made their own jackass called like Canadian made or something. I don't know. Oh, but in geez. one of them, they like shot their friend, like their friend was just like running in a field and they just shot him with a paintball gun multiple times. And then you saw like all the welts. And then they also used to like go shoot cars. And I was, that, uh, that was never. No, no, this, that whole part of the episode no. really set me off. Yeah. I was really frustrated. Yeah. Um, so I looked up, you know how Matt's constantly drawing hands? Yes. yes. Well, I looked up what the hand symbolizes in art. And so according to Aristotle, the hand is the tool of tools. In general, it is strength, power, and protection. However, it can easily just mean generosity, hospitality, and stability, like lend mm. a hand. And I think this kind of is fit, like, I think this is why maybe Matt's constantly drawing hands because he wants some stability and like hospitality in his life and that's what he's kind of like longing for like i feel like he doesn't belong any like i feel like he thinks he doesn't belong anywhere mm. i love that thank you yeah. for doing the work Mike. No yeah that michelle I, did not yeah do. well because i thought he richard only liked the hand right and right. that's why he's just like hooked yeah. on let me like perfect and create all different kinds of hands yeah because obviously that's where i like my strong suit is mm-hmm. or something. Right. Yeah. But, oh, I love that. Yeah. Philosophical. I, I just wonder if there was like a meaning towards that, but. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Liz, is Lila going to be around for a bit? We saw her. Mm-hmm. She didn't Many speak in this episode. to say about this. But. Yeah, I just went in on it a little bit. I was like not happy with this sort of use of her, but as Michelle kind of alluded this opens up a door maybe for something else to happen. So when that does, I will feel better about it. But I just really felt like it was unnecessary to bring Minka in for a two second non-speaking portion when she really wasn't all that close to Matt. But that's just me as an outside perspective. First time seeing it. I have to marinate a little bit. I said to Michelle, I would have actually much rather saw Smash there because they did have more of a relationship than Lila. I just felt she was a little out of place. But if we're going to open it up where, I guess, the Tim of it all, 
I don't really want to go back to that. Well, I really liked it while it was happening. I really don't kind of want to go back to but that. But you've been asking for closure. <laughs> no, I've been asking for Lila right. to come. No, but she I has come. I feel we got the Lila closure when Tim said, "I still love her." It wasn't the just wasn't the right time. It's the Tyra closure that I need. Well, uh, Lisa. She also felt it was unnecessary for Lila to come back and okay. would have preferred if it was Tyra. Yeah. Been there. I also, Tyra really wouldn't make sense to me either. But, you know. I just think they needed a reason to get Lila back into Dylan. And this was kind exactly of the vehicle for it. And then. Right. She's taking some time in town because of this. Well, we also learn next week. Again, I'm trying. I watched next week. But also, I don't want to have lists like go down mm-hmm. ridiculous a spiral, ways. a spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens there. I'll see. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, and then my last thing. So the last scene when with Matt grabbing the shovel, I immediately the first thought that came to my head was Deathly Hallows and Harry bearing Dobby. And yeah. just made me sob even more because I was like, I just can't deal with this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I liked how they did the very poetic of the dirt yes. going over the camera, and that's yes. how they close out the episode. It was a great scene. It was yeah. a fantastic episode. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. No uh, Jillian Jalance, your total Betty fiance, Mike. Uh, she wrote, she said she was going to send a novel oh, for this she episode. Did. And, and she, she said, she did. She, she, did. she sent it. She, yeah. she sent it to you. Yes. Oh, she, she, she read it. She sent beautiful thoughts. I'm going to touch mm-hmm. upon a few of them. However, I am going to post her novel on our Patreon. It will be public. I'll post the link in our show notes. So please go read it. She really, she did a beautiful job. But she says the funeral was an incredible scene. The story that felt like you had to be there moment in a really true to life way the sincere my family thanks you the realization that his father was funny like the officer said mm. the angelic kiss from lila who wore cowboy boots to a funeral huh. the subdued lorraine accepting the flag the wincing lorraine during the gunshots the song driveway by great northern as he buries his dad the full jewish shoveling dirt on your loved one's body the supportive jacket holding holding from julie as she silently tearfully watches matt and then she wanted to include burial, burial facts in the Jewish tradition, contributing some shovelfuls of dirt as an act of respect for the dead and a form of closure for the person burying them. Everyone stays until the grave is filled. It was also a sign of respect for ancient Egyptians. For Christians, it represents returning to ash and dust. It seems most likely that they would be doing this for Christianity's sake, but I project Judaism onto everything, so I'm telling myself it's more Jewish. <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, Jillian had questions as well. How do you think Tim is handling Becky at this point? I feel like he should have known that would have happened when he closed his eyes, but I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I don't think I wouldn't have suspected it was going to happen because as a, I I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, oh, no, she's not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But then she did it. And I'm like, really? Really? Well, she sees him hurting and she wants to show him. So let's hug. I'm, you're not used. I mean, okay. <laughs> if there's a sad Tim Riggins sitting next to me. I will be hugging him and smelling. Yeah, I would do that too, actually. Smelling? Always. Always, Mike. Always smelling. Mm-hmm. Always smelling. But a, a dirty Tim, like a sad Tim Riggins. It would be, 
stanky, but mm-hmm. I would be smelling. But like in that good way. We've talked about this. Yes. 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 Yeah. Too many times. Too many. Too many, Too many times. times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he could handle it a tinge better but i also know he probably doesn't want to ruffle up the feathers too much i mean he's living in her backyard right so he doesn't want to make it so beyond awkward for himself and for her but he does need to put his foot down and as michelle led me to believe that i think this is it for that and it looks like her and luke i mean obviously i'm going off track here but maybe this luke thing will be a great distraction and maybe it will blossom into something even better than a distraction. Well, that's a great point that you say because Julian wants to know what do you think is going to happen with Luke and Becky? Do yeah. you ship it? I don't ship it yet. Um, I love Luke. I think I if I had to ship him with anyone, I, there's not really any other choices <laughs> at this yeah. point. Because if Landry and Jess are going to do whatever, that's it. You know, unless we bring in someone else. So... <sighs> yeah, uh, it's fine for now. I'll see. I'm not really connecting with Becky as much as I am with the other new be- new people. Because you did like her. You're like, she's adorable. I did. No, like, it's not she that. She reminds me of Tyra. She reminds me of Tyra, but in an annoying way. <laughs> she is annoying. She's annoying. She's, she's 100% annoying. But I understand why she's annoying. Yeah. And that's why it hurts me to say those words. Yeah. Mike, how do you feel about Becky? Also, I mean, you could feel free to say your thoughts. Chime in. Want to know how do you how are you feeling about season four and the new characters? Yes, I really I I like season four. Um, I do like the new characters. Uh, I think so. I I can't like I I, like I said before, I can't really remember what happens in the show, but there's one plot line that hasn't happened yet. So I'm assuming that's in season five because it's a pretty big Becky storyline? Pardon? Becky storyline? No, just off someone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Send it to me, Mike. I'm curious. And I thought because we're we're almost halfway through this season, right? Yeah. And yeah. it hasn't happened yet. So yeah. Although we do touch uh we touched on it a bit in this episode. Um a bit, very little. And like there was also other little hints, but like that whole story becomes a main plot and another character comes yes okay you know what i'm talking I about I'm, Is that I'm, putting, I'm taking yes. i get what you're saying okay. i can get what you're saying yeah i think that's yeah so there's also a storyline i'm waiting for uh with becky and it happens this this season okay hmm. which aunt confirmed because aunt has binged season four he's done with it interesting Good he couldn't wait has has Sam and Bobby binged? Are they going to be on the podcast? Sorry, I just no. got to My I sister's to actually, uh, my sister's due to have a baby. Her due date's in two days. Oh. Yeah, so. I didn't know that she was that. Super, They're like, going to be busy. Yes. I didn't know she was that. Uh, yeah. And they're naming the baby Tim Riggins. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, no joke. Uh, they were at, Matt they were at my house on Sunday or Saturday. And we were saying the baby's name. And I was like, can the middle name just be Tim Riggins? Like, not mm. Tim, not two, just Tim just Riggins one is word. one word. Yeah. And so it would be baby name, Tim Riggins, Rubenstein Cook. And we were joking. I'm like, just, can't, I'm just going to call him Tim Riggins. Yeah. yeah. TR. Tim Riggins. TR. Not Arthur. That'd be like Arthur. Oh, we can add that. I just keep adding more middle <laughs> names. names to the name. And let's just make it the longest name ever. But yeah. 
Uh, I'm glad you're liking season four. Yes. It's, it's just, it's great. It's, it's definitely like a new, like, it's like refreshing kind of. It is refreshing. Bringing it it back to like its roots of a show because Mm -hmm. like everyone says season two, a kind of, season two went off the rails. Yeah. Just so weird. So early on in a show. Yeah. And then it kind of just like, then season three happened, which was kind of like an in the middle. And then season four, it's like, they just hit reset. And uh, this was brought up before, like this is one of the odd shows where they did it right with a new cast coming in and keeping old. They did it because shows do that. Like they keep some of the old cast and then bring in a new cast, but it's always a disaster and it's never as good. But I feel like this is really, I, I feel like they did it right here. Like the new mm-hmm. characters fit in. It like makes sense that they're there and you still feel like you're watching the same show that you liked in season one. Yeah, um, it's like the exception it, to it, the rule. It does, yeah, yeah. and it, it feels almost like it's season one again. Yeah, yeah, it does. But you like have a greater appreciation and love for the characters that are still there, and like the ones obviously that aren't gone too. Yeah, uh, Will wants to know what is next for Matt after this emotional, heart wrenching episode. He is definitely at a crossroads here. Mm. Well, I think that this event in his life is going to definitely change him maybe he is going to for once kind of in a way have closure with his father and not and let go of that anger because now he's no longer with him even though that whole time it was basically like he was not really there anyway which is so sad Mm -hmm. but you know that was their relationship um Maybe he'll realize that he doesn't want to stay in Dylan. I just see that he will do, maybe he will try to go to Chicago again or just somewhere and pursue being creative. And uh, I don't know about Julie. Maybe she'll, they'll follow each other sort of in a connecting cities type thing. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, I was so off with all of the relationships mm-hmm. in a way. LOL. LOL. So I was like, Landry, Tandry, solid. I know. Solid. When you said that, I was like, wow. This is like a bold They really, statement. they fooled me. Like, they I, did. I, I they honestly did. feel like really tricked and let down by that. Like, they really did fool me. It was, a tr- it was trickery. It was trickery. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's my gripe. Here, Chris, you wanted my gripe? That was my gripe. And again, I don't know the closure. I don't know what yeah. happened in time. We'll get it, but it's not good enough for me. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, oh, speak speaking of the, of the devil. Yeah. He says, back in 2009, the gross pay for Matt's dad at his position was 3987 a month, plus other monthly incentives. It's a safe bet that monthly he was pulling in closer to 5000 a month. You mean to tell me that he was so shitty that he couldn't even send 1500 to 2000 home every month? Matt's dad is forever the shittiest to me. Right. Like, what was he doing with his money overseas? That's wild. What are you spending numbers. your money on, right? I don't, I'm, I don't I'm really know. also I very ignorant know. to military life. I don't know how any of that works. Same. Um, but yeah, it would make sense that he would send some money home to his mother and son. I think he did. Just, I don't think the numbers were right. Right. They didn't get it right. They didn't get the numbers right. They didn't think about it. I think it was just like Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think they really. They weren't thought. expecting people to like dig deep and. They weren't like, expecting oh. Total Buddy to really do a podcast <laughs> on it. And for our great <laughs> listeners like Chris to yeah, do homework, exactly. Yeah, but thank you, Chris. He also sent emojis this week, the chicken legs. So I appreciate that. <laughs> and he was also very angry about Lila coming back. He used the angry emoji. Okay, at least what I'm was not the alone. Point? What was the point? She didn't even speak. Okay, that I'm not alone then, because I felt like y'all were gonna like be like, well, just wait, it's Lila. But Whoa, I felt wow. it. I don't like collectively think that everyone speaks that way. That was my interpretation <laughs> in my brain. None of you. <laughs> none of you. None of you. But just like everyone who has seen the show before, they're like, just wait, just wait, Liz. And I'm like, but was that necessary? So I'm glad that I'm not alone in there. See, it's I funny. liked. So did I, I. I liked that her. Like it was just like, oh, good. Like she was there, kind of being supportive. Like. It was kind of more of a, it's a small town thing. So I feel like you would go anyway, even if you weren't like super close with a person. I just feel like because it's such a small town and everyone knows everyone, you would just go out of respect. And I feel like that's like a, uh, here I am. I know nothing about the, the Southern states, but I just feel like that's something about like a small town vibe. Like everyone, like there's a country song about how like a small town and it's like, Oh, someone's on hard times. I forget how the song goes, but it's like someone's on hard times. So everyone, will, they'll be like, no, and they, people will like raise money or something. Like they'll like support each other and like, because that's what they do in small towns. So I feel like that's what, why Lila was there. Hmm. I know. I felt the same. Yeah. I, I loved seeing her and I honestly didn't remember next week's episode until I watched it. And I was like, oh, I just love seeing my people from the past. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Liz is like, I'm going to remain quiet. Turning. Yeah. Turning. Okay. Uh, Vic wants to know, how do you grieve alone or with people around you? Well, Well. (laughs) when my father passed away when I was 17, um, I had people around me. I I had no choice. Mm -hmm. Like people were always around so, and I feel like grieving is a very personal experience. It's also a process and it hits you in different forms. Still, I mean, you don't ever forget. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it hits me at random times. So yeah. You yeah. Guys? I think yeah. it's, you know, the distraction of having people around you that has always worked for me of having just again like distractions it's those times when you're alone by yourself where you're like oh okay I'm really starting to feel them and you can really feed into it and play into it and yeah sometimes like it could just affect you differently and you don't really know how it's just going to come out of nowhere and sometimes you think you're going to be sad about something and you're not and you're like why am I not Yes. Yeah. Until and months l- later and you're like, oh, yes. shit, I'm exploding now. That's mm-hmm. that, <laughs> yes. And that is like I remember my dad passed away in 2004. And yes, I was upset. And the year later, like I wasn't really upset. And the year later, I wasn't upset. And then Christmas of 2009, I was a wreck five years later. Right. Like why? Why? It just caught up. Mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, so I have two kind of stories. Um, just about like kind of using like saying how things like kind of hit you at different times and like even out. So uh, my co one of my coworkers who I'm really close with, her dad passed away in September, and on Christmas Day I had messaged her and I was like, hey, I'm thinking of like 
like extra especially thinking about you today and I talked to her after and she's like honestly Christmas wasn't hard like you were just kind of busy with everything else it didn't you didn't have time like Mm -hmm. it to hit because you know thinking like that's the first like big holiday without like your dad but it was like different but like I know like I don't even want to think about future but um so a past thing so I kind of had talked about before this podcast and I'll just bring it up but my uncle just passed last week and um he lives in Montreal. He lives like eight hours away from like where I grew up. So we weren't really close. Like I didn't see them all the time, it, but it's still like an uncle. But, and this, I was saying how this is kind of like the first like sort of real funeral because it's only ever been like a great aunt or uncle or, or grandparents. So um, my, when I was two years old, my mom's dad and my dad's mom both passed Um so I didn't know them. Like, I have no memory of them, nothing. But my dad's dad, he died when I was six, turning seven. And um, so he, I always, um, every time I saw him, he was bald. And I always, like, tapped him on the head, like, Tata hit him on the head. And um, I'm, hopefully I don't cry when I say this. But there's a picture of um, all the grandkid the grandson sorry minus the two that live in Montreal but the grandsons that live lived in London and my grandfather and I'm like maybe four years old and he's holding me and I'm like tapping him on the head and we got it developed and it's in a frame that says like I love my grandfather and I brought this in grade 11 I was part of like a peer support program with my high school and we had to bring up a thing that was like sentimental to us so I had brought this and I had said like I'd always tapped him on the head and that's just my only memory of him and at his funeral, my dad had like picked me up and said, do you want to tata no, no one more time? Because like, oh. that was it. And like, just thinking of that, like brings tears to my eyes and like chokes me up, even though it's been like, I was only six years old. So yeah. that was so long ago. And like, I didn't really have that many memories with him. Like you hear, I'm the youngest, like I'm the last born uh, grandson on my, like grandchild on my dad's side. So everyone else is four and more older than me. So they've all had like memories with my dad's parents, but like, I really only remember my dad's dad, but I only really remember that one thing. So like, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the thing. And like, it's still choked. And like seeing that picture, like my mom has that picture framed on the fireplace. It's like center and stuff. And I actually want a copy of that picture to hang up, but it's just like, just that kind of triggers it. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, it's been all these years. And like, that's just my Mm -hmm. one thing. And I just remember the funeral and I can totally just, break it down yeah Mm -hmm. I have all these home videos and like I when I revisit them like I can't watch them I really can't like I am a mess because you just transport it back hearing his voice or yeah okay we should move on Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's the one thing I wish um voicemails I wish they kept them. I don't know what it's like for you guys, but voicemails, they delete after, like for us, they only stay for 10 days on your phone. You can't save them? Can you download them? No, I don't think so. Really? So like every time my parents call me and I miss a call and because they always end it with, oh, call me back, love you. I always save it because I'm like, what if this is yeah, like knock on wood, Mm -hmm, but you never know. Yeah. And like, I always save it every time. So like, and I think you're only allowed to have like, five max voice mails but it deletes every like 10 days automatically so like i'll like go through and they'll be like you have like three other saved messages and i'm like yeah that's fine just save them for as long as i can and then Aww, yeah but i just really wish you could sweet. save them longer because that's crazy yeah. that you can't down do you have an iphone no 
Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, I have, I definitely have voicemails in there that have yeah. been in there for years. <laughs> yeah. I, want, yeah, I should when, look into that to see if you can. I don't think, like. Or, like, screen record, because then you mm. can record it oh. in a different file. Yeah, oh, maybe you could smart. do that. I never thought of that. Yeah, but um, we will move on. But one last yeah. point to like saving recordings. My aunt, who's in assisted living dementia that I work with, that I not work with, but I visit her. I started recording her. And so I have all these voice memos of just conversations of us. And they are quirky, like, you know. But I'm like, I want to, I will do something with this one day. And just grateful to have, I'll, you know, we'll have them. Yeah. her quirkiness in this state so right and do you think not to harp on all of it but like yeah. do you think that you necessarily would cherish those memories now as an adult if you didn't have that happen to you when like you were dad. a kid yeah like when you're a kid and the way you process the yeah. things are different now you're an adult looking back on like you know missed opportunities you had with yep. your father yeah and like now you have an aunt that you are which in hindsight, now you get to see every day who you didn't for low, like lots of years. Yeah. But I mean, now you can make those memories, even though obviously we know she's not fully with it, but it's your memories. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I am. I, I that's a good point, Liz. I never really put that together, but probably I mean, and it's crazy too, like to think like I lost my dad at a young age. Aunt lost his mom. The year right. we got married, she was sick for so long. So long. Yeah. One of my best friends' mom has been sick for so long. We've had friends, parents who have passed away. Yep. And you're just become like, we're all in this weird club of like ooh, the one parent. Yeah. And I have a joke and it's really grim and I don't want to offend anybody, but it's how we get through it because Anna and I have a sick sense of humor. But we're like, oh, we're in the dead parents club. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you looking <laughs> to date someone? deadparentsonly.com anyway uh it's just just like what we can move on but like yeah like you kind of said this the older you get like you don't think about this as a kid and like Mm -hmm. I've always thought like what's better having someone pass when you're young and don't have those memories because then for you you don't really grieve like you don't have to grieve but then Mm -hmm. but the trade-off is you don't have those like it's almost better to have those memories and and like even if someone lives like even if you live till 90 years old what is 90 years in the span of this earth like it is Mm -hmm. a blink like honestly this just more and more and uh watching six feet under really like maybe had an existential crisis but it's Mm kind of just like you are here for such a short time don't don't waste it don't miss those opportunities and don't be angry like don't have anger because like what's the point Right. Like it's it's just like what you're not gaining anything. Like why like something can happen tomorrow to anyone. Like that's why you should always tell some like they always like always say to your friends, like always tell everyone in your life that you love them because you mm-hmm. don't know if it's the last time. Never go to bed angry like never go mm-hmm. to bed angry at someone. Just always guys we were getting really deep i know we're like you know but it's kind of like a therapy but but, on the couch like we need it but it's true though and we will move on we've said this a lot of times we we actually will move on but when i didn't get to say goodbye to my dad and so for a couple years after every person who left my house i had to make sure i saw them face to face and they said goodbye to me Hmm. that's wild like now all like irish goodbye parties like no one's business but uh (laughs) but it is true like you go through this and things stick with you and i'm definitely 
yeah, it's um, uh, we're gonna segue into yes. a. a <laughs> A, a lighter question. note. It's not really a lighter <laughs> okay, note, well, but I'll take um, it. whose funeral was sadder? Not the person, but the situation. The people grieving. Keith, Caleb, Fred, Barn, or Matt's dad. I laugh because who's Fred? Oh, um, Riverdale. Oh, that God. episode broke me. Yes, that was like, terrible. I don't even think about Caleb. Fred. Wait, Caleb, Bart, Keith, Keith. Which Bart? Fred. Which, which time for Bart? That's true. Which time for Bart? <laughs> Uh, Matt's dad. Matt's dad. Okay, so uh, not the person, but the situation. The people grieving. Okay, well, I mean, I was gonna say Quentin, but he wasn't in that. No, Quentin broke. We talked about this yesterday. Quentin broke me. Yeah, and uh, when she can't have two dead moms when that happened. Oh my god, that Ellie's was like broke me. Not yeah. a funeral, but yeah. Peyton. Gosh, let's just torture yeah. that girl. Um, I get well, Fred. As I said, that I, is a blur, but I remember really being broken well, because from that the because it was actor Luke Perry. Died. Yeah. yeah, that's what. Like it's like Corey's. Uh, I mean, we're segue again, but like when I think of like Corey's death, and like I remember Probably, where I yeah. was when I found out. Like you know, I yeah. was like in like I remember so that day sad. and everyone literally waking up next morning and every single person on my friend list being like i'm so sorry and i was like i don't know the person why are you saying yeah. sorry to me like but, but everyone should, but anyway we're we're okay yeah but um I, I think keith Taylor. is a blur but i also i, I was just in straight denial there well, yeah, same yeah, i was with you on straight that. denial uh, <laughs> bart who gives a shit about bart um caleb i mean it was kiki who it was, yeah i was sad for kiki but i mean caleb wasn't that great of a person right um so i'll just say fred sure i don't really i don't have a good answer for that what do you think uh, caleb because yeah. it was yeah. just everything like julie ran into the like she was gonna yeah. she was going she to was him, but then but then she changed her mind and then she walked away and then it was oh and then mm-hmm. kiki just like and then ryan being like yeah, because my mom could, oh, oh, and then sat, I oh, I said that whole part. Like, oh. Well, also Jimmy, like the whole thing with Jimmy and Wonder Hill. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Jimmy Cooper. Yeah, no, that was, that, oh, with his mom. Yeah, yes, no, that, 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 that to me. Like, One Tree I, Hill deaths were pretty uh, terrible. Yeah, like I can't watch 316. I'll never watch that episode again. Same. And I, because I like can't go through it. It's. Yeah, it's too hard. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions. And thanks for listening to our therapy session. Yeah. Uh, favorite quote? What do we have? Mike? It's just, okay. So this quote, it's funny because I don't, I literally said it the same time the character did. And I don't know if it's because I remembered, like, if it was a memory triggering or if that's actually just how it responded. But it was, it's just wicked. I, yes. I loved that too. That's <laughs> from me the up. wicked. It's just wicked. And I said the I, same thing. I as said it, it as right away with the yeah. TV, and I was like, "Wait, is that?" Yeah, but that was my favorite quote. Yeah, <laughs> that I love that too. I had that down, but I had what's your name, JD McDick, McDick. <laughs> uh, I had Matt. Stuff happens right now. It's happening to me. Someday it's going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Coach's corner. What do you have? So I had a silent one. But mm-hmm. when coach was like, I'll walk you home. And he puts his arm on Matt's shoulder. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I didn't choose that one, but I love that moment. I I picked when Tammy helped Matt out yes, at the funeral home. Queen. Because yeah. she really coached him and was like, go to the car. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jillian had a good one. Vince taught J.D. McCoy a lesson about how being swarmy doesn't make you popular. Like He is popular, though. Yeah. <laughs> but with the kids. Because the kids oh, love well, kids. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm like, but he is popular, but not in that capacity. Yeah. Uh, MVP and shittiest. So I have a tie for MVP. And if I combine them, it still makes one of their name, no matter how I like combine it. Because Julie or Tammy, it's still, if you take out Jewel and put the E under Tammy, it makes Julie. And that's yeah. true. You know, if you say yeah. Tammy. Yeah. Uh, I picked both of them, Tammy, for the funeral um, scene where she just was a boss. And then Jules for just being that support, like, for just being that supportive girlfriend. And, like, that scene with her crying when Matt leaves and she's like, I don't know, like, I need to do something. And, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I actually chose Luke. Okay, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. I felt like he finally stood up to the bully JD, Mm -hmm. kicked him out of his car, Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to, I look forward to more moments like that. Like, I feel like it was a really good, like, character development for him. And, you know, he's pretty confident with mm-hmm. Becky, mm-hmm. you know, which I like. But my blue ribbon, I did give to Matt. Just I felt like he just, he's like the MVP of the season in a way. Like, he's like the, tr- he's like from the beginning, the MVP. Yeah. Like the the story kind of really starts with him and the Jason Street stuff, so I just feel like overall, like he's like, oh, he's like the show's MVP. Yeah, I chose Matt for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, uh, shittiest. The McCoys, McDick, McDick. Just but no. them showing up at Matt's house with the flout that's from the boosters. I are you kidding me? Are so you funny. Like yeah. you I loved it. Wanted Matt off. You wanted like you made your son become QB over Matt. Like why would you? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's like you people. Hell no. <laughs> Slam the door. Uh, Lisa chose Becky. Oh, I'm going to give oh. it to Becky. She called Tim at his friend's house during a week. Awake. A week. During a wake. Like what the fuck? I know your mama raised you better. Mm-hmm. Top that off with kissing Tim at the end. I didn't like her this episode. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't particularly like her either. But I understand her actions and JD's actions are just a no go. He's a douche in the, my book. Like that's it. Yeah, that's it. I wonder if Katie's on the island. I don't remember. Yeah, right. Like we never see her. It's just the two McDicks. Yeah. Ugh, can't wait. To just keep calling them McDick. It makes me feel better. McDick. <laughs> JD McDick makes me feel better. Remember when Liz was like, "I don't see how JD can be that bad." I know because well, he wasn't, and he now really he truly has embodied every disgusting trait that his father has. I know, and now it seems like, oh, we're buddy buddy because like he's he's winning and he's mm-hmm. being a dick, and his dad's like, "Good job, son." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, what I don't understand too is. He like talks down about East Dillon, but your friend who you call a friend, Luke, is part of that. Like, why would you right. put your friend down? And you're not even like putting it down in like a friendly way. You're just being a dick about it. And so like, do you think less of Luke because he goes to that school with like, you know, I feel like he thinks he's above. Right. Like, he does. I mean, yeah. he says it. He's like, we yeah. know the school you go to is shit. Yeah. You know that. 
Right, but he didn't choose it. You know, know. it's not like Luke, even if he did choose it, obviously still support your friends, but he was forced into it and he's trying to make the best of a situation. Right. And you're going to put him down for that. Right. Like, fuck you. He sucks. But you know who doesn't suck? Our total booster. booster. (laughs) We actually have two boosters. Oh. Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Okay, so our boosters, plural, this week are Natalie and Jessica. We have two new patrons to the network. So welcome, welcome. If you're listening to this podcast, please let us know. If you're listening to We Are Liars, please let us know. How did you get here? How did you find us? Why did you decide to join the fam? We just want to hear from you and just give you our gratitude and appreciation that you were here and we hope you will enjoy your stay with us. We're cool. Our patrons are awesome. And we're just excited to have you. So welcome. Yeah. Let us know who you are and where you came from. And if you want to be silent, that's okay. Cool. That's okay, too. That's but okay. we just want to know who you are. Thank you. And I am I love that we have two boosters to support our lions. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So emoji time. To pair with this episode, what were we thinking, Mike? I feel like it's on the tip of your tongue. Yes. So at first I was like, oh, let's do a shovel. And then you can make the thing like, put down the shovel. You found the buried treasure. And that's, listen, Michelle. But there's no shovel emoji. I know. So then, ready? A carrot, because Matt doesn't like his carrots touching. Just like carrots, this podcast is good for your eyes. And when you have clear eyes, full hearts, you can't lose. Beautiful. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And what we're clapping for, if you're new here, we like to pair an emoji with our episodes to hopefully, one, you, we want to know you got this far, so drop that emoji in an email. We have people who send it to us in our DMs on Total Betty, which we're so appreciative. Yes. Chris sends them every- We love it. Sending it in the email. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you're enjoying and you want to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. Rate us five stars. You can just use this beautiful yeah. review that Mike just provided. That was really good. That was so good. And I'm really excited because we do have a lion of the week. Ooh. Yes, we do. Are you ready to they're hear? They're not lion. They're a lion. <laughs> they're not. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Okay. So flying through five stars from Spain's Mata. I love these ladies. They are great storytellers. Sorry, they are great storytellers. I am flying through this podcast after finding them on three Gossip Girls. They are doing justice to FNL. That means so much. Especially that you you. came from Gossip Girl to this. I know. You're crazy. Thank you. Liz, what are they? What? Who was the person? Michelle knows what I'm trying to get at, right? Yeah, Yeah. I am. I'm like, the lion. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, Thank wait, you. what did I do wrong? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Uh, there. Yes. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for leaving the review. Thank we really you. appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you. Uh, last. Oh. What? Let me back up. Sorry. Okay. Before. Yeah. Are you moving into? Not yet. I was oh, going to give okay. Liz the title for next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have? Should I do that first? It's like, here you go. I feel like we're, co- we're co-producing right now. So, Mike, you tell me. Like, <laughs> Well, I have, me. like, you know, what I always do. I know. You have, like, a little something, something. So, you yeah. do it first. Yeah, do a little do something, something. Okay. Yeah. So, I did an ice cream for this episode. Uh, so, the the what I picked was Lore Secord Super Kid. So, this is banana, blueberry. What was that brand? Wait, I'm sorry. What? Lore Secord Super Kid. 
Lorsi Cord. It's like a, it's our ice cream chocolate company here in Canada, and their flavors oh. super kid. Okay, that Wait, I got. Lorsi Cord. Lorsi Cord. You know, like the person who, She's like a. It was in history. She like told the British, or she told the British preaching to the wrong choir. I don't know something. There was something. Oh my friend, my history friends are probably yelling at me. But oh, well, they we we had have these no little idea. like our heritage moments back in the day on like Canadian TV. And there was this thing on Laura Secord and my friend Laura taught these Secord. Japanese. No, no. My friend taught these Japanese people that Laura Secord like saved the British or something. And he taught it wrong. And our other really good friend who was like a history major is like, that is not correct. They just did like a brief thing that was not <laughs> correct. Anyway. So they named a chocolate. There's a chocolate factory named after Laura like Secord. Laura Secord. She's a got real it. person. Oh, she's history. still got a question. Bag milk. <laughs> Is this about bank milk? <laughs> no, it's not, Mike. Gosh, there's more layers to me than that. <laughs> I was just going to ask, can you please provide a, a picture of this yeah, like chocolate Laura company? Secord? The heritage <laughs> moments? The heritage so, like no. the brand? Like well, the brand logoing? I mean, I kind of was The heritage like, moments are like kind of funny. They're like a like a yeah. staple. Like a, no, like the brand of the chocolate and then this ice cream flavor. If you could just provide a visual yes, aid absolutely. later on in our group chat on discord okay Absolutely. continue so continue. super kid so it's yeah. swirls of like banana blueberry and strawberry ice cream Ooh, oh my god so it's so good yes it's delicious so i pick and they put a little chocolate on top of the uh, um, when you have the they put a little chocolate on top of Can the laura secret chocolate it's like her mm. face on it mm-hmm. um so i picked this because super kid is kind of like a hero sounding name. So I wanted something for heroes because Matt talks about how his dad was a hero and they're able to um, like live because of people like that, like people like his dad who fought. So I wanted a hero, but then I wanted kid because Matt is like Matt's a So the kid part, the super represents the heroes. Um, And those are all kind of forms and like JD, or well, JD's not, but Vince, they were like a hero to the kids because they they were in the paper. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and Matt's like a kid. So kid was why I picked that. And then banana, so I picked banana, blueberry, strawberry, three flavors, three kind of key people, players in this episode. So I picked the blueberry for Matt because blue sadness kind of how it is strawberry i picked for becky because i don't know she kind of just think like with her pageant and everything she just kind of comes out like as a strawberry i don't know why but i just think of like a strawberry and then banana banana is a key one and this is um luke and vince together because a banana for those of you who know there are seven stages of a banana they go through different the different stages so you start so and i feel like we're getting different stages of luke and vince and so green is stage one, green, 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 banana stage one. So that's kind of like where they're starting at. And as the episodes are going, they're, they're, they're changing and they're going through different phases kind of together, like separately and together. Like they're now kind of playing together. Like they had that play at the start, you know, they're playing together, they're evolving, they're changing and it's getting towards the better side. So that's kind of why Whoa. I this ice cream. Wow. Like, I have to ask you a serious question. What are the seven stages of banana? No. do you do shrooms or smoke (laughs) to get to these explanations because my mind is blown and just how did you know that like bananas had seven i worked in produce for seven years we had had he he learned it on heritage canadian tv (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's where he learned that wow mike i think this is the most in-depth explanation you've given to an ice cream flavor mm. 
um, I, again, please don't be offended by my drug question. No, I'm that's just okay. Like, I was wow. high, but I don't, on Saturday, but I don't think I watched this episode. High. No, I did. <laughs> I did. I did actually. Oh, but well, I didn't there come you up, go. But then I had no notes. Like I was like, I watched this episode three times because I was like, I didn't have notes the first time. And then yeah. I was like, I need to watch this again and have more than like. How was watching this episode high? Did you feel differently? No, I was it? just really tired. Yeah. I, oh. I like had an edible and then like cleaned my fridge. Nice. I love this for you my cupboard so much. And then watched. Yeah. And he's like, then I was tired. And then, yeah. I, and then I sat on the couch and I watched this episode and, I, and yeah. I didn't really there make that go. many notes, so I had to watch it again yesterday. <laughs> you had to torture yourself. And then yeah. watch it again today. So. Well, that was beautiful. Thank really? you so much, Mike. Okay, Liz, I'm going to give you the title for next week. I just want to say with this episode, after watching it, it solidified Friday Night Lights for being in my top three TV shows. Top three, y'all. Top three. And it's nothing special. Like uh, It's a great episode, but it's nothing like... Yeah, uh, th- so I say that with I'm not talking it up because you it's just an episode to continue the story. Right, yeah. But it, it like solidified some things for me. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, season four, episode six, which I think Anthony will be our guest. The episode title is Stay. Oh, God. And the quote I have for you, I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of a moment-to-moment guy, Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. Kind of guessed that. She's not impressed, y'all. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, you're leading me to believe that Lila will be in next week's episode. Is that I'm going to confirm that. Okay. Yeah. So as you said, we didn't get closure with them. Maybe we'll, the audience themselves will see what truly happened between them, even though we can kind of guess what was the break it. Um, Matt being sad. Maybe he'll work with Richard again next week. Kind of get his like Richard will like pound him to do things and he'll be like dude i just fucking lost my dad which will be like let me teach you a lesson about losing people okay and then julie is gonna be like i don't really know how to handle all of this god maybe you think they'll break up he was super cold to her but also i shouldn't say he wasn't cold he was distant with her because he doesn't he's not like fully aware of his surroundings and who he is Mm -hmm. i can imagine like this hard time in his life and him trying to better himself and be selfish that might draw a a wedge between the two um yeah i guess we just we'll see what happens with lila like i mean the episode's called stay but i'm not going to try and read too much into that okay but maybe tim would want lila to stay Maybe Lila would wished Tim stayed where he was. Right. You know. Okay. Lila, you said is home for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Did you watch next week? Yeah. 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 I it's watched good, it just right? this week. Yeah. 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 It's good. That's all I have for now. That's all you need. Yeah. It, like truly, that's all you need. But yeah. it, it's good. We it, it moves the story along. Okay. All right. Yeah. Feel good. All right. Last but not least. Now we get. Yes, we do have Will's football coach player. Reception. When an offensive player catches the ball from a thrower, quarterback, or otherwise behind the line of scrimmage, it is called a reception. Matt received the worst possible news you can receive as a son. His father has passed away. Meanwhile, Vince and JD receive co-conference player of the week awards, which unfortunately means we get more JD. No. Reception. I want to end on that. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. 
Well, Mike, always a pleasure. We thank you, thank adore you. you. It's always a pleasure to be on here. All, all the things. I'm so glad you're here for season four. Maybe we'll see you again because we yes. have lots of patron guest yes. spots open and especially going into season five. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show and you want to be a part of it, please send us an email. We love your emails. TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments. And again, if you like the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a review and rating us five stars. It makes us really happy and we mm-hmm. squeal. So we screenshot immediately. And send to each send. other. Yay. And then we get to read your name. And you be the lion. And you're the lion. <sighs> Of the week. She's got to get a little quicker. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Give her credit. It's Monday and it's 9 after 9.30. Uh, Come back next week. We'll be back with episode 6. Stay. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head on over to Instagram and search Tolo Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Tolo Betty Podcast produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alicia Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Thank you, Michael. Beautiful.